Welcome to Art of Retreat 2019, the parkour leadership and education retreat. We're in the Cascade Mountains outside of Seattle, Washington. I'm Craig Constantine from Movers Mindset, and I'm here with Caitlin Pontrella, Adam McClellan, and Alan Tran. Welcome, guys. Hey, Craig. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to Cabin One, where the only problem we have is it's too warm in here. And it's 7.30 a.m. <laughs> right in early. Could be worse. Could have been 7.15. All right. So there's a bunch of things that I want to cover, and I'm not sure how long I can hold your attention, because to have the three of you in one spot without somebody standing over your shoulder waiting to ask you a question is inconceivable. <laughs> So the first thing I wanted to start with is that there are lots of great changes this year, and I wanted to first see if I can get out of you, what are some things you're thinking about for next year? And I know you're going to say, oh my God, next year, we're not even done here, but, <laughs> but I'm always interested in like off the top of your head, what are you thinking that you would love to see happen next year? Um, so something new that we did this year was open schedule, uh, which was in addition to our normally scheduled and applied for talks, um, we also gave it like an open forum where anyone could add a session or a workshop or something informal uh, to the schedule during our blocks of open time, uh, which was really well received. We had a lot of great little like spontaneous impromptu sessions pop up. And obviously, I think that that's a great way as people who are interested in talking, maybe intimidated by it, uh, being able to have like a first taste of that and become potential future speakers. So mm -hmm. I love for us to, I think next year, refine that a little bit and expand kind of where and when that happens in the event because personally I thought it was really successful but um and I think that it could be a lot more in terms of like people giving to uh like giving and contributing contributing to this event mm -hmm. like through their experience and I think that was made possible by adding an extra day so yeah. there was this huge um I mean on one hand I want to complain because <laughs> now I have been here long enough that now I feel like I have I don't want to leave. <laughs> if you're only here like two nights, oh. it's like, okay, I mean this is kinda cool, but now it's like, oh I know where everything is, I know yeah. what my bunk is like. I haven't hit my head like I'm sleeping with my head under the thing, so I keep the first night was <laughs> bang, oh I'm awake now, right? <laughs> so I think there are gonna be a lot of people who are gonna be doing the ennui when they try to leave today. Like, I don't really wanna go. Yeah. So I don't know how you get them out before the, you know, get out time, but oh, we funny. have ways, don't you? <laughs> and Brandy Brandy actually said when she walked in this year, she was just like, Oh man, we've only done this one year and I feel so much nostalgia for this place. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like a deep sense of connection because of what happened here last year. And I what, did we like wake the camp up like globally because all of a sudden there are new buildings and like yeah. things have been remodeled and mm -hmm. I, I personally my suggestion I'm gonna throw in is that we need to take some group pictures and have them framed and stuck on the walls so that yeah. we start to leave a, a like a trail um, I don't know how we do these Tim would love that oh, the table Tim would yeah. love yeah. having things framed but I'm call. like we need to get one of those tables they have um like epoxy yeah. resin covered tables in the lodge and they're covered in photographs of people from all mm -hmm. the years this cabin I actually read the plaque on the wall. This cabin was built in 1949. It's the first structure that they built here. Wow. Um, yeah, and the as well is A-Z well. His initials are A and Z. Um, so there's a lot of history here with um, Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts yeah. and all these kids, but now there's these other kids that tend to come in. Giant. Move logs. Boy Scouts and, and Girl Scouts. And build. And everything in between Scouts. Kim, the, Tim's the gentleman here who like runs the campus, Tim. And the look on his face when Adam and I said, yeah, you should see like the, the town they built in the woods. And he's like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's a town. It really is. It's a village, I thought. Yeah, right. you're right. It's a village. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, I guess it'd be a town if they incorporated it. They, I don't know if they filed the paperwork. There's no economy yet, yeah. so <laughs> well, and that's they're, debatable. They're referring to one of our night missions where we uh, had a everyone basically work together to try to build a couple structures on site while 
in, 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 like a fending off, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Creature, under, creatures, creatures in the dark. Under duress, creatures. right. Yeah. Build under duress. So. Yeah, they, they, I saw the raft they built, like oh they had to gosh. float people right. out. They, I, think, oh, I think it was just too much, the ogres and the wolves. Yeah. So I think their strategy was to build a raft and, uh, and get out. GTF. they did it. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> um, that brings up um, this little, I think now it's officially a running joke, in my opinion, which is Tim's team versus the Eaters. So <laughs> I'm going to oh, say yeah. I'm going to say it's one and one this year. So last year we ate Tim out of house and home and he was sort of like, you guys are, are really like, I'm impressed. <laughs> I've never seen people eat so much. And, and this year, to our credit, we're missing a couple of key eaters. We are. <laughs> <laughs> six foot six. fill in the blank people that but i'm but I'm like if you take how many people are we uh i think we are 79 this year right so you take 80 people who might eat a bit and there is a hard-working team here who managed to produce more food than we could eat i've seen it leftovers in a couple of cases yeah. and, mm -hmm. so and that's a big part of creating the I'm going to say the home atmosphere, but yeah. that's what makes people feel comfortable is knowing they can go to breakfast, lunch, right. dinner. It, there's a huge difference when you're participating in an event and it feels like, okay, the venue made some food and we'll eat it all up and be careful because there's a, a sense of caution to that as a participant versus the feel of like when Abundance. your grandmother makes so much food yeah. that you're actually embarrassed <laughs> about stopping. And that's what this year was like. So it was pretty cool to actually have that dynamic. I that's, kept leaving. I'm not going I, I back felt, for seconds. <laughs> I felt a little bit like Tim was my grandmother and I was offending him by not for having a well, fourth plate. And this, yeah. was, this was good because one of the things we've always tried to capture with this event, it started, it started in New Jersey. Like I originally had this idea of it like being centered around like meal times and right. like, you know, in living rooms and kitchens and uh, this idea of like intimacy around food and like all the kind of little details that we think about when putting together this event. Um, as an intimate experience, you know, food and like communal activity is really critical to that. And so being able to have, I had a long conversation with Tim about like what I wanted in terms of like that and um, and even what we wanted to happen around the camp, but uh, abundance right. of food, you know, warm, cozy cabins with fire. Well, and, that requires, you know, yeah, even, a fire tender. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But, but even so, it's just that uh, like there's like a level of intimacy and like home, homeness yeah. that we like people to experience. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm seeing that everywhere. Like every, I've, I've noticed a difference this year. So I'm often like wandering around looking for like the next person who's to be interviewed and I keep finding groups. So um, I went through the lodge at one point and it wasn't just like there were a few people lounging in front of the fire, chillaxing. There were people, like I went downstairs and there was like a, four people with instruments and they were playing music and then I went over here and there was like an impromptu lecture going on. So I think that extra night created just so much more space, like mental space for people mm -hmm. that they're like, hey, I wanna talk to you later. And then they actually got the chance to do that. Um, which yeah. leads me to a question of um, what, and <laughs> I'm afraid you're gonna say clean up, but what do you want people to do <laughs> when they leave today? <laughs> and I'm wondering how you think that they should go back. Cause a lot of people here, are here alone or they brought like there's two people from a community and i'm wondering i know the vision for art of retreat is to literally spark these conversations but mm -hmm. i'm wondering well, how do you want people to take these ideas back to their communities uh, out in scotland um when we did our, our european retreat uh, the way we ended the event we had chris grant um run this kind of like meditation walking people through the hero's journey and like the most one of the most important parts of the hero's journey you know this idea of there and back again and the back again is as important as the journey that returned to uh where you came from and the sharing of what you learned with your community to better your world and you know what i hope is that everyone has come this weekend um learned something new solved the problem you know that they were facing maybe had the conversation they needed to have to get unstuck so they can go back and be like 
the leaders and the coaches and and the mentors and the role models they need to be in their communities. And so um, while there's not maybe a direct immediate action role that's clear for everybody, it is that people go back with hopefully a sense of uh, well-restedness, validation, and uh, renewal of like their energy to confront the various sort of uh, problems and um, challenges and obstacles they're facing in their own individual communities. Also just a sense of connection, just because it can be really challenging at times to organize and, and run and push forward a community um, at home. <clears throat> and leaving Art of Retreat, I know every year I'm, I'm deepening those relationships and uh, or building new ones where I can, hey, I totally know a mentor who has this resource or this coach who has this idea and I can always reach out to them. Yeah, like a passive network that develops and you know it's there when you need it. Yeah, they're not, they're not feeling alone. I think I said this to a few people is that I think one of the most important experiences we need, why storytelling is so important, but right. also things like this event is realizing you're not alone. Because like that helps alleviate all kinds of like forms of, like depression and fear. Because knowing someone else is going through a similar struggle or has gone through a similar struggle and overcome it uh, gives you a sense of power and like um, I don't know, not enthusiasm, but like. Uh, well, I think the I think the the business world isn't really given enough credit for um, emotion. Mm -hmm. And you know, an event like this, when you when you go somewhere and you see that you have a little bit more experience than someone and you can help them, it gives you confidence that you've been doing some things right. Or mm -hmm. when you meet someone who has gotten through the struggle that you're going through, you get hope. Mm -hmm. And you know, being able to go through that that sort of emotional validation or that emotional journey um, is something I think in the general business population, it, it's it's sort of not allowed. Um, you know, you you don't mm -hmm. have time and space to go. To, to actually let those emotions process and let them heal or be created. Uh, you end up just having to keep, keep punching through your day to day and grind. Uh, and that's, I think one of the magical elements of this event. And yeah, even tied to that, um, you know, that, that we're saying like validation that you're, you are doing something right. When you are like one of the leaders yeah. of your community, it's really hard to get validation that feels fulfilling and like where you actually feel acknowledged for your work. And so being amongst a community of peers that, you know, can hear you speak or maybe you can aspire to speaking too. Um, it is, I think that that is such a, like the times that I felt the most burnout is where I felt like the most disconnected from alone, my impact right. and alone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely something that you see people having conversations and I, I've seen people actually like have like a little bit of, Oh my goodness, th there's my hero over there. And then they go over and then you go by later and they're still talking to each other. <laughs> They've clearly gotten over the hero thing and it's now yeah. just two people sharing. Um, and I've asked a bunch of the guests or a bunch of the, the guests that I interviewed of people who did presentations. I was asking them questions about the physical environment and everybody just seems to go, yeah. And there's that <laughs> plays into it a big time. The, the green, just the simple color. And um, I figured out which guest was talking about how your eyes work and like the idea of when you're looking at short distances, indoor spaces, you're using a tiny fraction of your normal visual universe. And just mm -hmm. every time you have this conversation, then you open a door and you walk outside. And I think that, that emotion that you get from the environment helps cement Absolutely. that conversation you had. It's like the conversations that are emotional, you help are easier to remember later. So there's just like this multiple things all playing together. Especially since we're two hours away from Seattle. Yeah. We're kind of extracted, not only some people are absolutely flying in four hours 16 hours yeah. from all over the place yeah or just extracted and pulled into this 
little yeah hub. and there's totally like the epic drive like when you drive up yeah. here like i drove up with a bunch of people from my local area we all knew each other and we were driving along and having a great conversation and we got to a point where it was like nope we need to play some really loud music mm. you know and we're just like cruising through the mountains heading up into art of retreat <laughs> so there's there's definitely like an epic journey just to totally. getting here and mm. i think that gets people in the right headspace to like walk in the proverbial door and that was deliberate so that was something that um Going back to that idea of the hero's journey, um, it's like the leaving of something you know into something that's like far away. So you journey here, it transports you into another world that lets you be someone else even, like try on different personalities, uh, challenge yourself in new ways, um, shake up your normal everyday sort of um, habits and and thinking to help you you grow in a more radical way. And so I think that that's, that's a big part of it. You know, last year, even when we out in Scotland, we we chose places that like required a little bit of effort and travel. And that first year, even when we chat, if people had to find their way to South Jersey, I didn't even know public (laughs) transit went to my town back then. (laughs) So that was a cool discovery with that event. Um, But I think that that, that like exactly it's, it's this departure moment where like you leave behind your everyday like problems to be able to like, potentially make radical progress forward well, and there's such a difference about like okay i'm done with work for the day and i'm going to go drive to where i'm going to go then then ahead of time being like i'm going to make this commitment i bought my ticket mm-hmm. i've yes. set my airport parking yes. i've packed Skin my bag game, right so that you, you set have my vacation that. response yeah exactly <laughs> my vacation email response Oops. um and i think i think there's power in starting with that step and and we work pretty hard to get people to commit early maybe even mm-hmm. earlier than is logistically necessary yeah but I think it's part of the experience, um, and and that's that's why we push. And when I say we, I really mm-hmm. mean Caitlin. Although Alan was pretty active to this this year and as well on social media, yeah, yeah, and it just builds that sense of urgency to, you know, commit to this as an event and set set a part of your life aside. Yeah. I know everyone in my life was like, yeah, I don't know, Adam's doing some weird thing out in Seattle, but he yeah. said he's going to be gone, blocked off the week, yeah. right? And and that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I think one piece that would have a rare opportunity to capture here is. Um, a lot of us, the four people here, we tend to move around on the edges more than I think most attendees do. And I'm wondering what snapshots come to mind, what moments that you've seen. Um, they can be like ridiculous, crazy things or, you know, interesting conversations that you caught snippets of things that might have surprised you this time. There's a lot. Right? I don't know if there like any, there's a lot of things. Yeah, there's so many, so many things going on around site. And there's two things that like jump out to me. And obviously the first is um, everyone in the lounge every night. Um, even though we had night missions going to like 11, we always set up this lounge in our main lodge. And, you know, you have a lot of like people there having intimate conversations and laughing and connecting. There are a couple of people I remember even like crying and talking about like various things going on in their lives and having like the feeling the safeness of the space to be vulnerable enough to heal what they needed to heal. Because it's also like something that I, I try to change with the language around the event this year. We did a bit was like, this is not the retreat. This is your retreat. And that there's like this invitation to do what you need to do to make this weekend worth that journey you made. Um, whether that is like, if you want to miss a session and get more sleep because you don't typically get sleep <laughs> or read that book because that's I what you've been waiting to do. But, but that's a big part of it is, is making that invitation for people to take more right. ownership, even through subtle, like again, language shifts. Like we were very thoughtful with like, I really take and consider like behavioral psychology, neuro-linguistic programming and how like both we, talk about and program the event so that it creates hopefully the opportunity for people to come and have those vulnerable, like restful, uh, re-energizing experiences. Nice colorful example for me was uh, just last night in that open schedule time that I think was so useful for everybody. 
um, one of the participants, uh, she uh, sort of gathered a group and together they created a, I, guess, I mean, it's really an art installation, to yep. be honest. Um, they just went out to the woods in that same area we talked about earlier, the Hobbit village. Villages. Um, and uh, took little stones, put these little LED lights that we had to create this lit path that curved through the woods a little bit and eventually came to this little cave-like shelter that they built. Yeah, it was uh, amazing. Took a bunch of sticks together, a bunch of moss and trees and branches and put it over it created this little cubby hole and inside it was illuminated with candles and inside was a storybook with some oh markers. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to read this story. Uh, I can only imagine. <laughs> um, and you were invi- everybody was invited to go follow that path, sit down inside the cubby and, and contribute one section at a time to the story to see what kind of story we, we all build together. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought that was just such a neat example of an organic creation of story of experience of magic of togetherness even if it's done separately that's a pretty nice analogy of this whole community and i actually really hope that something we're going to encourage in the future is and we've been encouraging now that people have been here two years and they understand it's like you can come and create on site and so like there are people thinking what can i bring what can i share yeah, someone next year who wants to make a dance cabin. I'm like, all right, or a karaoke cabin, and like, <laughs> like people thinking about like what what are their yeah. forms of relaxation right. that they can bring that maybe share with others, and people want to build some art on site and like bring different things. So it's kind of cool now. It's percolating as like an idea of people be able to come and also create this event alongside the event being like produced. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I'm so sleepy. I think Adam. And Alan. <laughs> like, oh. Alan's memories are. I was like, I like these stories. I, I told you that if you sit, <laughs> Alan's got the seat closest to the wood stove, and I'm just like, you're not going to make it. <laughs> no, I, I think Adam and Caitlin covered it beautifully. Um, particularly with just with the open schedule, that has shifted the culture so much yeah. for this pa- this current year. Um, just really empowering individuals to step in, feel safe. And, and vulnerable to provide whatever it is that they're looking to share, uh, whether it be dance, uh, karaoke as a as a cabin, um, fort building, mm-hmm. uh, yada yada yada. Yeah, group challenges. Yeah, and, and you know, even in Scotland, we'd have people. Pro- this, we didn't do it in Scotland, but we had people approach. Can I do this? Can I do that? And mm-hmm. it's just the realization that people really just need not only permission but an invitation. Yeah. Because the more stronger personalities will come and ask for permission. But there are people who, like some of the people who signed up, I know, like they would not have asked to do yeah. it unless there was an explicit invitation. But it's so exciting because I do think there's, like, I do, I ask those three questions, like, what's a, a conversation you want to have, a problem you want to solve, and uh, an idea you want to share when you come out here. And I, I try to preface this in all the conversation leading up to the event. Yeah. So people are thinking about that already and are ready they're to, primed. in yeah. some way, engage as long as they're given that opportunity. The invitation. I, I talked to one. Um, of the presenters and she mentioned uh, actually I think it was he he mentioned he was trying to talk one of the women in his group she had an idea to talk about and she didn't think that she would ever be able to bring it here and present it and he's like we'll go write it on the board and I think she did one yeah. of the sessions and it like, went really well and now she's going to leave with like this oh I can totally do this I'm going to go back and yeah, like, see, like, a whole year to prepare for it and, and, like, and we're so excited like to little... have new speakers and new presenters and, and I think there's a little bit of a barrier to entry based on your own um, sort of self-worth or, you know, the imposter, imposter syndrome, syndrome that all of us, <laughs> all of us as you right. struggle with in some level. Um, and so I think there was a little bit of specialness to just having a very casual, almost like a, a an additional, uh, lower is not the right term, but lower tier of yeah, entry. Easy. You don't have to prep. Yeah, low, no lower, time gauge. Lower hanging right? fruit to pick, if you will. I mean, I took advantage of it. I was like, man, yeah. okay, I, didn't, I, lo- I would always love to present at this event, it's five years ever, but I always <laughs> know if I attempt to do this thing, it's going to be a, <laughs> a disaster. So. Right. Um, I 
that was even a cool opportunity because I just pulled up one of my presentations I've done for other conferences and then could like in an informal low pressure way. I think it's like the low pressure of like, I don't mm. like need to perform at this level and I don't need it to be polished like this. Right, and right. I can, people aren't yeah. expecting it to be fully professional, but I think most people surprise themselves by going, because this is such an engaged group. It's not yeah. like we're at a corporate training that you're forced to be at that everyone has yeah. to sit through. And it's not as scary. Like, no, group no. is not as scary as you No, everyone who's there scary. is like, I'm so, I've chosen you over any other choice I have. Yeah. And that, I mean, that gives you such an engaged audience yeah, that, totally. and when people realize that, it, it helps them realize maybe, maybe I can actually present next year officially, which is exactly what we want. Yeah. 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 It's such a great step just because the sparks are 60 minutes, deep dives are 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, here you can. You don't yeah, really have to make yeah. that commitment. Some, yeah. Something below that that's a little more uh, yeah. less intimidating, maybe. And yeah. and one other thing we did this year with speakers, you know, a couple things we did different with speakers this year. One was we, de- we definitely provided a little additional support, just talking to them ahead of time. We asked them to get their slides into us early. Mm-hmm. Um, we also asked for speaker notes. We asked all of our speakers to create like a little like half size eight by eleven um, that we could print out. Like just if you couldn't go to someone's talk, you can take like some of the key takeaways. Right. So hopefully make those available online at some point. We have a whole repository. Yeah, but more importantly, we years. also started that as a cross-pollination between mm, the two yes. retreats. The two retreats. We, mm. we keep talking about Scotland and one of the questions I have is, um, maybe this is for Caitlin, is to unpack a little bit of your vision for Art of Retreat like in the long game. And I know that uh, I suspect that you don't want to move this one from here, but I'm wondering what your thoughts are on now that Scotland went as well as it did. What are your thoughts on how does this proceed from there? Uh, well, with Scotland, we're actually planning to open applications tomorrow. So, yeah, <laughs> so by now you. <laughs> uh, but you know, as to like if it stays where it is, like you know, it took us a few years to settle here, and how many years we stay here is like still an open dialogue. I do like this. And I think people are create like creating an emotional attachment to a space, which could create something very like why is Burning Man in some ways, and and I won't lie, like. I definitely like take cues from uh, the burning community in certain aspects of our culture. And like the open schedule idea was something that my regional burn did that I like was so powerful that like, I was like, we need that at our event. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, I've, I don't know where ultimately we'll land, but our location in Scotland is amazing. It's not too difficult to get to. It's on an island, like another journey to and back. Right. And, um, uh, what I think is there's a lot of distinct differences between the two events, culturally speaking. Um, there's an interesting language challenge and like definitely a lot of things to work out. But one of the big things I think I'd love to see in terms of like long term vision is like coming up with the solution for there be crossed like content, like co- content crossover. So like what happens here, all these talks somehow gets to because they are different. Like and I, Alan could speak to this maybe a little bit, too. It's. What I noticed out in Europe was there were a lot of talks that are very focused on like research and education where we tend to have a lot more business, uh, business and design and, and mm-hmm. elements of that um, and community development because there is the national like connection. Yeah, that's a challenge for the states. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's really fascinating the diversity and the difference. And, I, I, and like some of the little speaker packets that we gave out this year were notes from the Europe talks. Mm. I'd love to see maybe like a poster session of all the past Europe talks even like a possible, like, I, I don't know. I, we haven't really talked about it enough, but I, I want some connection between the two groups because it is now an international community right. of people who like re- like identify and find resonation with what happens at these mm-hmm. events. Yeah, and something that we still haven't figured out quite yet is just 
building a footprint outside beyond Art of Retreat mm -hmm. uh, for the retreats themselves? How do we lower the barriers to entry for those mm -hmm. that can't attend? Mm -hmm. And how can we share that information to the greater world? Mm -hmm. That's why sponsors, like all of our sponsors and partners are so important because the more people we can lock in early for the following year as sponsors, the lower we can put our ticket price, the more scholarships we can offer. You know, I it's something we always try to do is keep this event either breaks even or or loses money. Actually, I don't think we've ever made money in this event. Um, so we've always lost money or gone out of pocket for it, but it's always been kind of a part of a commitment to try to keep ticket price low. Anyone who asks for some sort of scholarship gets some sort of discount. We, we really make it a point to like try to not make economics and class and uh, demographic, uh, gra geography a major barrier. And I know it is. It's still a flight and a thing. And, you know, for some people, like, Going to Scotland for me was an $800 trip right. versus, and I know for some people here, it's an $800 trip. Right. And, yeah. But anything we can do to alleviate some of that, and especially European, this is something we set up with both events, is that like what I keep in mind is Europeans coming to the American event and Americans going to the European event. I give either a deep discount or a completely free ticket if you're going to make that trip because that helps facilitate. And there needs to be more. Right, but, right. Well, because I think quite successfully, we've, Art of Retreat has helped connect people nationally mm -hmm. um, in a way that uh, has not been done a lot. Um, you know, to be able to actually see people as people from across the across the country, mm -hmm. um, and now that that's kind of become a mission, it's opened up a new horizon for us. That kind of says, okay, now how do we get nation to nation mm -hmm. uh, and start resolving not only some of that drama, but but synergizing some of those ideals, beliefs, and values, and 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 practices that are going to help everybody evolve because that's what happened on the national yeah. scale here over time yeah actually blake and amos uh and i were talking about this with alan um last night with about uspk and the emerging governing body uh for parkour here in the states um and how five years ago before the retreat started like none of us really talked at all like we knew we existed but we didn't talk and like most You're of us never gonna bump into each other right? yeah and mostly people that are actually some of my closest friends now and like other business leaders and owners like never talked to any of them i just knew they existed um, and there was sort of like a, it was a difficulty in approaching them because like if there was no space for us to interface as peers, it was just, it was hard to build that connection, especially mm -hmm. if they didn't know me or like personally or whatever it was. So yeah, this event to. has a facilitated a lot, I think of cooperation, uh, for our community at a large, and again, we are unlike most European countries and our scale is enormous. So yeah. One of the questions that, that makes me think of is um, USPK specifically. Um, the USPK has built into its bylaws some talk about having an actual annual conference. And I'm wondering if you've given any thought, just because Alan and Caitlin are both sitting here, if you've given any thought to how important that might be for cultivating like the upper echelon of people who are deeply engaged. So not necessarily people who are on the board, but even people who are just volunteering on some committee for them to have that chance to go somewhere retreat-like and engage with the board. That might be an interesting tool to apply there. I don't know if you've thought about that. Yeah, I mean, USPK started as a conversation two years ago in New York um, through the Art of Retreat, um, at the Art of Retreat. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can go ahead. Not sure where to go from, go from there. <laughs> so so yeah, it's yeah. always been a vehicle, I think, and it, it's always been sort of a, a safe space that surrounded being able to have those difficult conversations that lead to somewhere productive. Um, and I, I'm sure that will continue. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll, uh, the three of us will have a conversation of how our, the, how our relationship will shift and change uh, with the organization mm -hmm. and 
that's kind of in the next month for us to talk about where the event best serves to land and We've covered a whole bunch of topics, but I think it's important that we don't forget to do all of the shout outs to the sponsors, the people who have put in time and effort mm -hmm. and Absolutely. funding and people and hours. So who wants to take on the challenge of trying to not forget anything? Alan does. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, we've written it down. <laughs> this event is only made possible with the time, treasure and talent of our loving partners, starting with Parkour Visions and some movement, Parkour Generations Americas. Dynasty Fitness, Zen Planner, Movers Mindset, Chomps, Steve Zavitz, and Bear Snacks. We'd also like to give a shout out to Tim and the YMCA crew here at Lake Wenatchee. Oh, absolutely amazing. Yeah. They did a great job this year. Yeah, we are probably the rowdiest group of Boy Scouts they've ever had to deal with. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but boy, uh, boy is it a wonderful community What about here. Girl Scout? Yeah. Um, no, we don't do Hello. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. It's just does the it? scouts. Diversity right? and inclusion. Yeah. Pretty much just the scouts. Um, just the scouts. But seriously, though, uh, all of our partners, all the people who come in and give their time, like I said, time, talent, and treasure. And, you know, obviously, we're indicating here people who gave financially to this event, which makes it all possible because, like I said, right. there's no way ticketing covers the cost no, of this no, event. No. Ever. We rely on generosity, um, so uh, this is our plea <laughs> for yeah. 2020. Um, but and it's something you know, it, it does without our sponsors. This event doesn't happen, and um, you know all of our volunteers as well who give their time and their talent to you know create what the lounge looks like and yes. help set up on site all the amazing elements. You know we have our team, our team ghost we call it, which uh, does all of our night mission and game planning for the weekend. Um, you know, they, the month ahead, start putting together the game and meet on right. site and put a lot of work in. So there, there's a lot of different groups of people who come together that even, again, when people show up on site who haven't had any involvement, yeah. also can I help? give what their time, yeah. hands. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like I said, it, more and more every year becomes a like co-created collaborative effort. And mm -hmm. the more we can involve people at the various levels of planning and creating, um, the stronger I think this experience is going to become. So. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much to everybody who who uh, gave a hand and made this happen. Because mm -hmm. it is your retreat. Yeah, it so is. Much as ours. And I think we should end on a shout out for Scotland. So yeah. applications should be open <laughs> by the time you're hearing <laughs> this. It's applications late. open October 1st, right. late 2019. And, and event. we'll be running the event back yeah. in Scotland Yes. So. in late April. Right, and the website for Art of Retreat is? Artofretreat.com. Yeah, we'll be traveling out to an island. And again, I if you're in America curious about the event, um, feel free to email us because it is very different in some ways, very similar, but very different. And right. the cultural experience in Europe uh, is really incredible. It's a bigger a kind hero's of eye journey. Opening. So yeah. if, you, if you enjoy so. this journey, take a bigger one, take a stab at it. Any Europeans listening in for next year for North America? Get over here. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Terrific. Caitlin, Adam, Alan, thank you so much for your time this morning. Let's go have some breakfast. Sounds great. Oh, Craig. my God. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. Uh, 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 uh. Breakfast. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Can any of us beatbox? No, it's not off yet. <laughs> no, it's staring at us with his finger on the button. Breakfast. Boots and cats. Boots and cats. And <laughs> This was one of 23 interviews from the 2019 North American Art of Retreat. To hear the rest, check out Art of Retreat on castbox.fm. You can find out more about the Art of Retreat at artofretreat.com. Thank you for listening.